Hey everyone, this is Steve. There was an issue with this episode when we originally uploaded it, where the second half of the episode, the audio was switched out with um, an episode of another podcast I run. So we're re-uploading it. If you already listened to the first half and you just want to get to the Q&A, skip ahead about 53 minutes, and that should put you uh, either at the ad breaks or at the rest of the episode. Kind of don't always know with the dynamic ads where you're going to end up. Thanks. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Man. What, what'd you do? I, I changed changed, changed uh, what I wrote at the beginning for an episode a while ago. And then the last two times I've gone to like read the opening, it's been wrong. Because <laughs> I, I I pulled up the wrong thing. I just I need to just delete this. It's from uh, one of the interviews we oh, did a Steve. while back. I, I like rewrote the intro, you know, for it. Oh, man, Dustin. It's a tough life. It's a very tough life. It's even tougher because when I'm having problems like this, I can't vape anymore. Yeah, so you, you, you're giving up your vape stick? Everyone's giving up their vape sticks. I, I don't know if you heard about this, Dustin. Vapes are killing mm, people. No. And I thought this is very relevant news to anyone who would be listening to our podcast. So we probably should talk about this. Stop vaping now. The federal government has said that vaping is too cool. You all look way too cool doing it. It probably feels way too good. Also, a few people may or may not have died. Um, but mostly the cool stuff is what they were getting at, I, I believe. Yeah, they're just sick of like uh, everybody yeah. looking cooler than them. You know, because you can't vape yeah. when you're in office. It's yeah. like probably the mo- reason most people who would be like really good at president haven't been able to run yet. Because, you know, the no vaping rule for president. Mm. Mm. I know it really hurt my dad because my dad owns a few rental properties in a few areas of town where he keeps thinking, man, a vape shop would just be so good right here. Is, your dad's gonna, is he going to open a vape shop? Not anymore. So much for all this vape inventory we have now. Oh, your dad bought vapes. He's vaping. He's a, he's a vapor. Uh, I think we just bought the, the, the after vape sales not knowing about the news mm, okay yeah no i'd love yeah. to hear about it oh yeah. man dustin so y- you wanted to tell me a story about somebody from amazon well i just i found this was i had a heavy day a of just day. shooting shooting like a madman on a day where i didn't think i was shooting anything mm-hmm. it couldn't vape to you know get get over that i couldn't take the you know the edge off with a good old vape stick so I, um, yeah, Dustin isn't turned... much like his father. He's an avid vapor. Mm, some, I, I'm almost transparent. I'm so vapor like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I saw a little article that popped up on my newsfeed and I was like, my goodness, Steve, this will bring a smile to your face. Uh, it was an article about Amazon announcing all of their new products that they have coming out. And it was an interview with an Amazon executive while he was rec- like doing his audio mm-hmm. yeah. and microphone yeah, no, wearing this. Apple, Apple AirPods. He didn't, 
while he announced the new Amazon Echo Pods. I mean, he was announcing a product. Has it even gone out yet to the to the peoples? Apparently not to him. Yeah. I mean, you can't fault him for that. Amazon is selling these Echo Pods so quickly, their own executives can't get a pair. That's how crazy it is over there. He had to, you know, use a second tier AirPod to uh, do his interview. Yeah. We don't even know. It could have been a first generation. Yeah. I mean, do the Echo Pods pair with iPhones? Is this like their back door? They're like, know. you know what? We're going to make Echo Pods. And now we're going to try to bring back that Echo phone that was such a huge failure. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> I just Yeah, because they even have like a whole picture of him uh, with the Echo Buds ad campaign. I love it. And then the after after keynote interview with him wearing the AirPod. What, what's funny is uh, I'd like to think it was probably the news station handed him the AirPod so he could hear what the reporter interviewing him was saying. I'm guessing it's not something that he was like, oh, let me get out my AirPod so I can do this interview. Yeah. You, you know, so many news stations are like, we have, you know, thousands of dollars invested into these in-ear monitors, but let's <laughs> let's pull out some, you know, $100 AirPods instead and just see how those go. I'm sure that's what happened, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to know how we how they know it's an actual authentic Apple AirPod and not like one of the millions of generic ones that Amazon sells. Maybe so. You, so you want to defend him by saying that he bought something from Amazon, still not the Echo Buds, but just a cheap ripoff of an AirPod. But it's the nineteen ninety nine Bluetooth knockoff. Oh man, called Blue Pods. Yeah. No, I. I I've got, you know, a swimming pool full of blue pods over here. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Should be. Should be great. Could be great. Would be great. Doesn't do we uh What are you drinking over there, uh, Steve? Oh. Steve, what are you drinking? Oh, you you doing this? Is this your way of telling me you well, don't have because... anything to drink? Because typically I ask I just, you, I'm, you're like, oh man, and then you make up something about well, drinking water or something. I went I went to the refrigerator to grab a beer for this episode, and I stared at my beer collection, and I thought, gosh, if I drink a what beer What am I going right to do now, with all these be... Bud Light Limes? <laughs> Is that what you thought? <laughs> this would be such a waste of all of these coffees I've been drinking this evening so that I can stay up and work. I've got so many strawberitas in here. <laughs> exactly. I just don't want to waste one on Steve. <laughs> I just have all these summer beers and now it's fall. It's like the official first week of fall and I have no good fall beers. Mm, that's sad. That's sad for you. I have a great fall beer here. Um, mm. It is a Screamsicle Ale. From Scarlet Lane, the uh, the Screamsicle Whorehound Ale, to be specific. Um, I think Whorehound was not needed. Uh, I think they could have just gone with Screamsicle. I think that name is good enough. Well, Whorehound is an established brand. So this is like a Screamsicle version of the Whorehound. It's an established brand of what? A beer at Scarlet Lane. It's like getting Eric Bloodaxe bourbon barrel aged as opposed to just Eric Bloodaxe, you know. 
this is so it's a brand this, within a yes, brand. Yes, this is the Screamsicle it's Horror like, Hound. It's like Budweiser is the parent company, and then they have Bud Light, and this would be like the Bud Light Lime. Mm, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. And I mean, <laughs> okay. you're you're real close there because this does have vanilla, tangerine, and sweet orange flavors to it. Mm. You know, <laughs> they're really how is that a fall? They're beer? really playing up that uh, the Dreamsicle vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fall beer because I'm drinking it, and it's fall. <laughs> Okay. Um, because it's heavy, like it's not a light beer, buddy. Orange, vanilla. Yeah, it's delicious. Sounds light and airy. I, I mean, just like your photos. ABV wise, yes, it is light and airy. It's only four point four percent, but it's delicious, man. It's delicious. It's, it's got that creamy goodness, you know. It's it's and like nutritious. a nutritious, nutritious beer. Mm. And you know, just sprinkle some of your protein powder in that. When I can't be you know vaping what am i going to go for i guess this is all i have left that's what you have to rely on in this world yeah doesn't do we uh do we have any follow-up is there anything we needed to talk about from any past episodes any ghosts that are haunting us we're getting close to halloween it's not October yet, man. I've still got lots to do before that month gets here. That month's getting here in like five days. Stop it. Bite your tongue. <laughs> All right, Dustin, you want you want to break into the show then? This, let's break this show wide open, Stephen. Yeah. yeah, Dustin, you said you wanted to talk about uh, the iPhone versus the Pro? What, what what is this break break this down for me you you found an article in insider mag and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why did you think it, it was, was worthwhile yeah. talking about it well i think there's constantly a debate not only on our podcast but other people's stuff facebook pages other podcasts i mean really the only you know most people just come to us for their information but every now and then you know they see things elsewhere uh, and I thought this was worth worth a gander. Uh, it's a bride and groom who are asking for a a refund, I believe. I don't think they're what asking for a refund. I think they were just complaining. Mm-hmm. Right? I would have asked for a refund. But <clears throat> they hired a photographer for $800. Uh, and then somebody during family portraits snapped a photo beside the photographer with their, wait for it, iPhone. Mm-hmm. And um, when they got their photo- their photos back from their quote unquote professional photographer of eight hundred dollars, um, they were upset that the iPhone photo was better than the uh, photographer's deliverables. So um, I mean, it's just really one thing that was really clear to me was obviously this photographer was shooting Canon. I don't understand. I would say, obviously, this iPhone photographer had an iPhone 11 Pro and shooting in night mode. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm looking, night I'm mode looking at the nuts. photos, and I'm pretty certain it was very dark all day long. And, you know, they, they had to shoot for the darkness, uh, you know? For the darkness. Yeah. I'm looking at these photos. They look like they're all shot at about F1.2 ISO 6400 and uh, maybe 1 over 60 for the frame rate. And uh, it's a shame the photographer couldn't use any flash to light this stuff up. It would have made their job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, they're they're shooting by moonlight, it looks like, most of the time. 
Yeah. yeah. Those outdoor photos where the blue sky with those clouds. I know it's really amazing what they were able to the do. Detail in the sky. <laughs> it's amazing what they were able to do. Well, the moral <laughs> of this story, folks, is when you pay eight hundred dollars for wedding photography, just take that eight hundred dollars, add a little bit more to it, like Double it almost, and then go buy a really talented friend an iPhone Pro Max, and let him shoot your wedding. That's really the moral of the story. I mean, Dustin and I have said we would shoot stuff if people bought us. Yeah, now that Steve has an iPhone Pro, the offer is now valid that Stephen and that you and I can shoot a wedding for free, but on an iPhone. Valid offer, I suppose. I've still told you I wouldn't shoot for free ever. So I'll buy you a beer. Uh, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, doesn't I just? I don't know. They're they're really crappy photos. They only paid eight hundred dollars. I don't know what they were expecting. So I really thought when I looked at the photos from that Insider Mag thing that once they transitioned outside, the photos would be brighter, but they weren't. And it makes me feel like maybe the photographer's camera was broken or maybe the photographer just didn't know what they were doing. I don't know. It could be either one. Or maybe the photographer's broken. Maybe the photographer's what is broken? The photographer in general. Yeah. We're all, as photographers, a little bit broken, I would say. <laughs> we're all, I think it's, we're all as people, Stephen. We're all, all as people yeah, just a But little specifically bit photographers, damaged. I don't think you become a photographer unless you're broken inside. Why would you yeah. want to interact with the world when you could interact with glass that is in between you and the world? That is a photographer for you right there. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. voyeurs professional know. voyeurs we're, we're just always watching everybody else <laughs> yeah I do think that there's something to be said about that I don't know what it is do you want to talk about your accident uh, yeah yeah it's been in the show notes for far too long it was like a year ago I wrote a whole thing out in the notes and I was like man I don't even know that I want to talk about this though okay so I think uh, I, th- I think most people knew that about a month, month and a half ago, Jen and I got in an accident on the way to a wedding. And Steve lost his genitalia. Yeah, <laughs> it's all gone. I'm smooth as a Ken Dowd dial down there, baby. Well, <laughs> a Ken Dowd that maybe had his groin put through a meat grinder for a little bit. But yeah, mm. you know how mm. it is. Um, so do <laughs> you do. Most people listening don't, but you would do. Do I? I was in Sierra Leone with you. I saw what the drone did. <laughs> saw what the drone did. There's a reason why we were told we could never go back. Uh, There's a reason DJI send, sends those settlement checks. <laughs> yes. So a little while ago, Jen and I, we got in a minor accident on the way to a wedding, and it sucked. I was driving at the time. And I hit a pothole and I didn't see it. I didn't. It's not like I saw it and I kind of swerved and, you know, I, I might have missed it. I just, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. Jen did. And uh, she said for her it was terrifying because it was, it was, a, it was a big, bigger, bigger hole, you know. So um, when the car hit the pothole, there's a pretty substantial jolt. 
when our like tire hit it like to the car like a, a lurch like you know like when you hit something was this your was this your new car the i mean it's not really new anymore it's like two years old and uh well, your new er car almost immediately our tire sensors went off saying they're low on air pressure so we pulled off the road and called a tow truck and then jen took an uber to the wedding while i dealt with the car stuff um we couldn't get a rental because all the rental places were already closed on Saturday because it was that late when we were, when our wedding was starting. And uh, we also couldn't get the tires and rims replaced because there were no tire and rim places open on Saturday that late. So it was awesome. So we had to figure out a way to get to the ceremony, the reception, and then back home without a car. And that was a lot of fun and, you know, not super stressful and didn't make us want to murder anyone. <laughs> specifically murder me i think actually jen was like really surprisingly cool with it still has been super cool with it and uh i have just been blaming myself because i was driving and it's my fault um but anyway our our friend good friend ryan woodall of vow and forever uh photography he came and he shot for me um while i was taking care of the car and then after the car got like dropped off at a place where it could get fixed because no places were open that could actually, like, you know, fix it. So I just had to leave the keys and walk away. Mm. A great feeling. A great feeling when you just leave your keys at a place in downtown Indianapolis. Um, so he shot for me until I was able to get there. I just took an Uber over. Uh, and then at the end of the night, one of our friends, Maya Issa, who's like a videographer in town, um, and she was doing video at that wedding. And she gives a ride to back to our house at the end of the night she also gave uh rides to jen to a few different places throughout the day um since we didn't have a vehicle and i rode with the bride and groom in their uh their bus the whole time so that nice. was terribly painful for me i'm i don't i don't i'm not a. I don't like to be on the bus with <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's those who like to be on the bus and those who don't and steven steven you fall my friend on the anti-busser crowd yeah. i like to be on the bus when i'm attending a wedding i just don't like to be on the bus when i'm working a wedding i feel like i don't have any control it's dark people are always looking at me like why aren't you taking a photo right now and it's like you're all just sitting in seats drinking it's not a photo worthy event like so i, I don't like it but I made the most of my mm. time. I got, got some photos of the uh, the bride decided to sit on the groom's lap the entire time as opposed to sitting in a seat. Mm. So I got a few good photos of that. So it was worth it for me to be in the bus. And, you know, if our car hadn't broken down, I probably wouldn't have been in there. So maybe it worked out better that way. I don't know. It didn't. It did not. Um, it's karma, man. Yeah. <laughs> Total karma. Um, so... The reason why it's taken over a month for me to finally say anything about this on the podcast is because we've had so many damn guests. <laughs> no, that's not the real reason. Uh, the reason is because I've been kind of messed up with regards to my mental health ever since, and I've been really struggling to deal with it. Um, so it's been about a month and a half, and even now I feel queasy just thinking about it. And for like the past month, I feel panicky and sweaty every time I have to drive a car. And uh, Jen has also Don't mentioned you did that Instagram stories about like running late to that engagement yeah. session the other day. Yeah, it was great. I was going five miles per hour when I shot that in my neighborhood. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Jen has mentioned feeling anxious when she's in the car too. And, uh, you know, it's worse on days when we're going to shoot weddings. 
like I, I feel like uh, there's more of a chance we won't make it. More of a chance. Uh, there's more anxiety. Just more anxiety. My anxiety is at a whole new level. It's fantastic, Dustin. Can I tell you how fantastic it feels to feel like you're just falling forever and ever every time you have to think about getting in a car to drive to a wedding? It's great, buddy. So good. I I uh, ran out of gas once uh, on my way to a wedding that was like not anywhere near or around like you know indiana it was yeah. like a random country country club mm-hmm. like a country club in the country uh golf course and um yeah i was back when i used to dj weddings and i so i had my little two-door chevy cavalier filled to the brim with dj equipment nice and uh yeah no gas it was literally terrifying I was like, these people, their wedding, ruined, gone. You ruined a wedding? Is that why you had to get yeah. out of the DJing business and into photography? Because <laughs> your name was Mud. <laughs> I had to make your a name lateral was mud move. in that town. <laughs> but no, luckily somebody drove by, saw me, and uh, had a gas can, drove me to a gas station, and it all worked out. Uh, but it's still to this day when the gas you know, thing gets to like a quarter of a tank, I like freak out. And I have to get gas. And I get really mad at Corinne when she lets it get low. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jen's always, like, bringing the car home on on E. It's, it's a source of frustration in our relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ours, too, because Corinne will bring it home on E, and then we'll be, like, needing to go to an engagement session or a wedding or what have you the next day. And we're always really rushed and late getting out the door as it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now we have to get gas or else I'm going to have an anxiety attack on the way to the wedding. To be fair, I also left the car basically any the other day and Jen had to drive out to meet with a client. So it goes both ways. But I mean, (laughs) I don't feel, I don't feel the pain of it. I don't get upset about it when I do it. It's only when Jen does it. It's funny how that works, you know? It's just about valuing your spouse's time, I think, is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I don't value this time only my own exactly yeah so um exactly yeah so big thanks to ryan woodhall and yeah. uh who's the videographer maya isa maya isa yeah is that how you say it no not at all yeah. that was weird why would you say it like that i don't know it just felt like it needed some mm. yeah but i mean it's, it's been weird too it's like not just on wedding days like every night when i go to bed and when i close my eyes i kind of feel like feel like the seatbelt tightening against my chest and um i also feel like when i shut my eyes it's like i can hear the the crunch of the car hitting the uh the hole like the, the tire i mean it, we didn't have like any metal that broke really the rim was a bend but yeah and so it's it's been it's been rough it's just been a really really rough time so just to be clear nobody was hurt nobody was hurt even everything yeah. worked Every, out nobody's hurt everything worked out it was and just you still are having anxiety oh, yeah. attacks. Yeah, it was just a should probably see somebody. Yeah, but. no, I agree. I one hundred percent agree with that. But that's why I've been avoiding talking about it on the podcast. And no, uh, as you can see in the statement I wrote out, doesn't I haven't been to a doctor yet. <sighs> I didn't know I needed to read the statement. I thought the statement was for you to read. It, it was because I've been having trouble processing these feelings. And uh, actually writing this out really helped a lot. It helped me to 
feel a little bit less anxious. So it's been good. But well, there you go. Yeah. That's why we do this podcast, Stephen, for your mental health. Yeah. Now let's do some jokes and forget about this. <laughs> Can we forget about this? Can we just put this into a box and lock that box into uh, a cupboard somewhere far away where I never have to think about it? That's healthy, right? This is why I don't need to see a doctor. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's me, Dustin. That's that's what I've been going through. I just realized yeah. that this this question on here was directed to me. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Dustin. Uh, yeah. Let's move on with the podcast. Let's let's get away from the part where Steve is vulnerable and talks about a terrible thing that happened. That in the grand scheme of things wasn't really that terrible. Like nobody got injured. We didn't miss any part of the wedding. Everything actually went off pretty fine. It was just like a reminder that like we could all die at basically any second. And it left my world spinning and made me feel like my chest was falling into a black hole. So, you know, not really a big deal at all. Mental health. That's not a real thing. Only physical health matters in America. Um, So, yeah, let's push on because not a big deal at all. And uh, let's talk about you, buddy. Um, Dustin, you have a video client you've been working with. Thanks, man. And why is your video client who has you on retainer as as their Mm -hmm. videographer, their sole videographer? Why Mm -hmm. why is that video client then hiring a different videographer to shoot stuff for them? Right. And paying that videographer sure. more than they pay you on retainer. Great question. No f-ing idea. <laughs> now, the only way the only way I've been able to wrap my mind around this is to think about it like this. Okay, so the client itself, let's think of the client as a company, mm-hmm. like a m- major entity. Let's call them Apple. You'd almost say like it's somebody who's like running for some sort of thing. Um, like an Apple yeah, um, running for like an so Apple. Let's say Apple is like, Hey man, we're going to need a ton of videos and photos between now and I don't know, November, November. And, that's, uh, that's weird. It's so weird that it's in November. And they're like, we don't want to have to constantly be looking for freelancers because we know you, we know your work's amazing. Uh, and we know we can count on you. So we're going to put you on retainer to be our go-to person for all things media. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, a few months later, they're like, let's hire an advertising agency to kind of help us with the concepting and all of that stuff. Now, granted, the ad agency has been a part of this from the beginning, but but they're taking more control of the creative side. um, Of the running of the Apple. Of the running of the Apple. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owner of the ad agency is just always works with this other video guy. Would you say that like for, the, the, the person that you're working for, just to circle back on something we were talking about earlier, um, would you say that they can or cannot vape after November, depending on how things go? I wouldn't know. So probably not, though? I just know an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Would you would you say that vaping might hurt their chances of accomplishing their goals in November? <laughs> no, I would say it might help. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Um, the pothead vote is very <laughs> powerful. Well, vote, vote. Whoa, we were talking about voting. Whoa, <laughs> eating apples. So, anyways, back to what you were saying about uh, this freelancer that they're hiring to displace oh, just you. The- 
yeah, this is just a guy that like he they use often and um it just seems like it's kind of second nature for him to just pick up the phone and call him um to do like the meat and potatoes of the videos that we've been putting out um all the b-roll and all of that is still mine and i've done about 50 to 70 percent of the videos um throughout the course of my time with apple Mm -hmm. and um but i think what steve's alluding to is my frustration that i shared with him off the air last time that um I'm being paid to do something that somebody else is doing and getting paid more to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's fine. I've come <sighs> did, to terms with it. Did you have anything it. in like your contract that would have prevented something like this from happening? Maybe something that would have stated like, if you hire anybody else, it has to go through me and I have to be the person to hire them or, you know, something like that. Nope. Do you care because you're <laughs> just getting paid? So who cares? Well, and that's what everyone keeps telling me whenever I complain to anyone in the campaign about like, I'm like, gosh, you know, because like the problem is the guy that's shooting it, it's not doing a terrible job. I mean, it's not like the quality is like super nah, Dustin, subpar. throw him under the bus, um, throw him under the bus. Come on. But um, it is lower in quality than what I think I would do if I was there. Um Especially when they're mixing his interview shots with my B-roll. Yeah, but it, some know, Dustin McKibben B-roll, those, those sweet drone shots, some of that good, good slow-mo. How is a talking head going to, you know, work well with that? Like, the talking head's always going to look worse than what a, that sweet-ass Dustin McKibben B-roll. I've been there. I've I've watched that Dustin McKibben shoot that B-roll. It's sweet as hell. Well, it, I think the best way to explain it is... Imagine if like you just had two photographers at the same wedding you were shooting mm-hmm. and one knew what they were doing and one was like an 80-year-old man who it was a good photographer in his time but back on the, you know, in the days of film shoots mm-hmm. right he shoots a very traditional a very like he shoots kind of yeah. like Steve um and then, oh i love uh, it yeah. yeah so he's great he's probably the best person you've ever worked with okay got it exactly. i love that so i'm not so i'm not complaining mm-hmm. so i mean he could shoot like dustin and there's these weird ass dutch angles all over the i definitely place. we we had a bunch of shoots today and i definitely was like making some super big passive aggressive like comments to the owner of the ad agency how'd that play out for you over, how'd that play out for probably you? overstepped a little too much but well because the last video he put out the audio isn't synced properly and i think the um the mids and the low tones are something wrong with it so it sounds very like high pitched or i don't know i'm not like an audio engineer by any means but there's definitely something going on with the audio so sounds like he recorded at 44.1 kilohertz and edited in a 48 kilohertz uh timeline something like that or maybe backwards 48 kilohertz to 44.1 like in our second and third episodes of our podcast (laughs) exactly there's just there's something going on with the audio and uh I mean, if you listen to it on an iPhone, you're not really going to be able to tell. But if you like have headphones on and you're on a computer, like I'm always at, you can tell something's going on. But so like today we were doing a shoot and uh, I had two microphones on the guy we were interviewing. And I was like, yeah, look, I'm 
Yeah, I put, I put two microphones on uh, <laughs> people I interviewed just so that I know my audio is really good. And he was like, it doesn't work like that, kid. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and he's like, is that professional jealousy? And I was like, I think of it more as professional curiosity. <laughs> oh my gosh. How are you not <laughs> fired? Like, How are you not fired like, already? I was like, that, that joke didn't even make sense, Dustin. What are you doing right now? Yeah, this is so and weird. Then, if uh, you had any hopes of ever working with this guy in the future, you just flush them all down the toilet today. It's <laughs> totally fine with me. Um, <laughs> and then, so one of the shoots we did this morning, the I shot the we did kind of the reverse for once. I shot the interview, and he's putting it together with B roll he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I gave them the files, and then I shot an interview on the second half of the day that I'm putting together this weekend. And we were going through kind of what, how we're putting that spot together. And he's like, yeah, just use whatever B-roll you want for it. And he's like, I can see if the other guy has any B-roll. He's like, ah, oh, well, he doesn't really shoot B-roll. So he probably doesn't really have any uh, because he's been using yours. And I'm like, because only a true master of video can do B-roll. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and I was like, I was, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, when because I... B-roll is like really the hard part. And I was like, I think B-roll is the backbone of storytelling and only a true storyteller can craft <sighs> brilliant B-roll. I love that I put this in before you just went and like blew up your own spot. And I love that now you're <laughs> like, hey, let me tell everybody about how I screwed this up so bad. Well, what's funny is he did kind of think about it and he's like, well, you're not half wrong. B-roll <laughs> is really the backbone of like a good video. Mm. Is it though? I, like, I, I feel like I feel like the backbone of a good video is a good story and the B-roll helps tell the story, but there's not a good story mm-hmm. there to begin with. Yeah. I leave that to him. I mean, I mean if know, we're just anyway. if we're just talking craft here, if that's what you wanted to do, like it's really story and use B-roll to kind of set like a vibe and a mood and to explain things happening in the story. But I mean, that's just me, complete outsider yeah, here, mean, not involved in this campaign at all. Complete outsider, so. no insight into Apple or how we operate at yeah. Apple. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I maybe, maybe what they really like there is just a bunch of random B-roll shots that have nothing to do with what's going on exactly. in the story. See, now you're getting it, Steve. <laughs> I told you, just take your Ivy League video education <laughs> and throw it out the window, Steve. Ball State University, it's Ivy League now. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Dustin, you didn't know I that? got a question for you. It's I a, get that rumor going. It's a, a real estate related thing do you do you want to talk some real estate in here rand from random facebook favorite thing to talk about group said uh he's doing photos of a house there's artwork hanging on a wall it's a painting Mm -hmm. almost as large as the whole damn wall next to the painting is a plaque with the artist's name and also a small copyright warning stating that reproduction of the artwork is illegal and anyone doing so (laughs) will be fined so Rand was curious, Dustin, uh, do you need to blur that out in the photos or should he deliver mm. the real estate agent wow. as is? That is a fascinating question. Where did you find that? That is <laughs> so on brand. Um, 
Gosh, I don't know. Like that, I mean, that's a question. That's a real humdinger. I'd like to really like maybe pick the brains of a couple of realtors, see like how they would handle it. <laughs> how would a realtor handle that? They'd be like, "What's copyright?" Well, because I, I know, but that's the thing is like I would, I would defer to the, like what they w- want to do because at the end of the day, like you know, I'm turning these images over to them to use. And if uh, they use it in a way that misrepresents, you know, copyright law, that's kind of on them. Mm, no, it's not. <laughs> They're not the ones who made a reproduction of the artwork. That's you, the person who took the photo. Uh, but you're not technically making a reproduction you of You technically artwork. are making a digital reproduction of the artwork. <laughs> you're shooting a shot of a room, uh, but it's not. It technically is. I think as a judge would interpolate that not as, no, because you're not like trying to sell a photo of a room saying like, hey, check out this piece of, you know, this piece of art. It's just a picture of a room. It doesn't matter. So I would have to say, I would have to say you're fine. Now, if he was to show like, you know, the full frame of the photo is just that piece of artwork. then you might be in a little bit of a stickier situation, mm-hmm. uh, which I would definitely do. I mean, if it's worth some money, take a, take a 34 megapixel picture of that, print it off and put it on eBay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, Steve, you know what I'm I saying? I know what you're saying. I mean, you love those sticky situations. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's like you're all about that sticky, icky, icky in your vapist lifestyle. It's eBay. It's what it's for. And back when I used to sell those Tiger Woods signed autograph pictures, <laughs> You know what I mean? So I brought this up because I thought you'd have a really, really <laughs> weird take on the situation that would be batshit crazy and wrong. <laughs> Dustin, you can't, you can't do a digital reproduction of somebody else's artwork. You can get in trouble for that. Like, you can get sued for that. Maybe if you lived in, like, New York City or something where people care about these kind of things, but you're in Fort Wayne. <laughs> I mean, people are going to see art and they're going to be like, ah, do you get that at Michael's or Hobby Lobby? That is a good point because uh, in Fort Wayne, that house went for sale that was made by um, that professional architect, uh, like famous professional, uh, mm-hmm, shoot, mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. think of his name right now. The one that I tried but, to get you to buy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, he, the architect had, when he built the house, he created a, uh, a mural over an entire wall. And the mural itself was valued at like $30,000 or something like that. Um, And there were pictures of that mural (laughs) listing up the house. See? There you go. There's your answer right there. (laughs) Technically illegal, but... (laughs) I know the photographer who shot that house, so I'm going to have to ask him about that. I think since when you buy the house... Time to shut his business down. I don't know how that works. This is why I thought this would be something that'd be fun to talk about. So let's, but let's take this a step further, Stephen, because this has me, my wheels spinning here. Um, Here in Fort Wayne, something that's becoming a initiative in the city itself is uh, wall murals in Mm -hmm. alleyways, on, on the underpasses of the high, or of the um, train tracks. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. You're talking about illegal graffiti artists, aren't you? Yeah, you're talking it's about legal, vandals and hooligans legal, out there with their spray bottles. Legal murals. Ca- legal can- canning up them walls um, with that gunky junk. And so, like, it's becoming really trendy to get your senior photos or your engagement photos or even your wedding photos in front of these mural walls. And 
I'm sure the artists are flattered. Like, oh, my, my mural's viral on Instagram. But couldn't they, like, technically sue you for reproducing their mural? Or is that a different median when there's a couple in front of the wall? No, like, it's actually how, the how same work? exact problem. You could get in trouble for that, especially if you're using, uh, if you're doing commercial work with it. Um, because then you could get sued for much more money than if it's for personal use. But uh, if Unless the if the city the graffiti is blurred out in the background to the extent where you couldn't actually make out what it is. So basically, you're shooting at like f two point and you're just using the graffiti to get like a pop of color Which behind we them. We all know Steve doesn't do. Yeah, no, I'm at one point four. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. If if you're you're trying to get that blur behind them, um, then it would be it would be fine. But if you take a photo where like the the artwork is sharp and you can see it, then yeah, you could get in trouble for that. We all like sharp art, Steve. I'm all about that sharp art. Yeah. Which which is why I thought this real estate question was so intriguing because it, when you're shooting real estate, uh, what are you shooting those rooms at? Aperture. Uh, F8. F8. Typically, yeah. I'm typically around F7, F8. So any artwork hanging on those walls would be in focus. Uh, I do occasionally. And if it's a larger piece of art where it's taking up almost an entire wall, it could be seen as the sole point of focus in the photo. So what I would probably do, honestly, in this situation, if the uh, realtor informs me or the the uh, person selling the home informed me that you know the art wasn't coming with the house, I would probably superimpose a self-portrait of myself like a nice black and white nude into the frame mm-hmm. where the uh the art was would that be a nice black and white nude taken by maybe director charles from AnnieLeibovitz.com? Yeah, i'd be like super t- super tasteful yeah. i'd be you know doing something where i'm like sometimes i forget when i when i say these things to dustin that he doesn't ever read our email so he doesn't know that i've been emailing back and forth with <laughs> Somebody claiming to be working for Annie Leibovitz, uh, saying that the Dustin and I would love to be models for her next project, but only on the condition that oh, yeah. we can do full frontal nudity. Sure. I have not seen these emails, but <laughs> I think they need to be posted in our Facebook group. <laughs> Did you send them examples? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't have any photos of you full frontal naked, so I had to draw them out. And I'm not really capable of doing <laughs> much sketches. more than a stick figure <laughs> here. And a lot was, you know, left to my imagination. So, ooh, Dustin, I let my imagination run wild. There are several it's, sticks that I don't know it's, if you know <laughs> what those sticks do. Well, I it's don't. funny you say that because I almost wanted to do the same thing today from a non-scam-like email. <laughs> Like a, a client, a real client got well, to you and you were like, client. yes, only if I can be naked. <laughs> no, a, um, when we built our house, we knew we wanted to put a fence in, but we forgot to put that we wanted to put a fence in, in like our building specs. And so then mm-hmm. we just put the fence up on our own. And I guess that's a big no, no. When you live in a super strict, uh, neighborhood. Yes, it is. <laughs> like yours yeah, um, or yours. And so, exactly, exactly. Well, they like sent us a very threatening email about how we have this unauthorized fence and, you know, we have 10 days to respond to this letter or else, I don't know what else. That's the funny thing about the letter. There's no like 
what the cops are going to show up and like take my fence out of my yard. Um, um, so Dustin, you can be sued, uh, for that fence. I know, I know. I've done some research since this. <laughs> you could have your house taken away from you over that fence. This is very serious, actually, because your homeowner's so, agreement is like a binding contract that you signed. So you want to respond to this one. So I uh, I emailed them our fence plans um, that the, mm-hmm. you know, like the fence company does when they like, you know, like the contract. And then I ask in the emails, like, do you need pictures of the fence? And then they wrote back and they said, yes, can you send a picture? And I thought about sketching because they're like, we need to know what the fence looks like. And so I wanted to like draw a picture of the fence and send it to them and tell them like my camera was broken or something. Oh, I thought you were going to say like I sent. And then, and then my sign off would be like Dustin McKibben, professional photographer, and then like my amateur artist. I thought you were going to be like, amateur artist. Uh, so I took a picture of the fence and then I photoshopped some dope ass wizards vaping onto it. <laughs> oh no, that would have been even better. It was like Gandalf up in there blowing sailboats through rings. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did have a moment because I just snapped a photo on my new iPhone with the wide angle lens <clears throat> uh, because I can do that. And, uh, but I did have a moment where I was like, if I had more time, I would have photoshopped some dragons flying through the sky or some dinosaurs in the woods behind my house mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, no, no, all, all things that should be considered. <laughs> Dustin, I got a question <laughs> for you. That's how seriously I take these association threats. Yeah, I got a question for you, Dustin. Minimums. Had a few mm. people approach me recently and ask That's if I have a... different than maximum. Yeah, it's very different than a maximum. I've had a few people approach me recently, uh, like potential clients, and ask oh. if I have a minimum payment amount for a wedding. Like, is there a minimum amount they have to pay in order for me to consider them as a client? Now, uh, the people who have approached me, they've all been elopement-type weddings, and they've all approached Redwood Lane, not Jennifer Van Oak Photography, because I think they knew <laughs> Jennifer Van Oak Photography would not, uh, would not, would, no, would no, have no, a minimum. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out none of them. They're more of a maximum type of color. <laughs> none of these people have booked me. <laughs> Most of them have just okay. not gotten back to me, period. One of them was the person who got back to me and was like, uh... Uh, my, my sister or my friend or something like that is going to shoot the wedding or maybe it was Mm. my sister's friend. My sister's friend. She's got a new iPhone pro. Yeah. So Dustin, uh, do you have a minimum? Steven, I I guess I don't follow. Is there a minimum amount of money a client would have to pay you to get you to work on a Saturday? Like, do you have a minimum package, a minimum price point? Where, where are you at? Absolutely. Where's so we charge $300 an hour yeah. and uh, we have a 10 hour minimum. Are you shitting me right now? No, I, we don't have a minimum hourly, but um, we I just going to say three, $300 an hour for two photographers. Oh, I didn't and say that included two photographers. 10 hours. That's oh man. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot for, for not, not very much. No, we just, we do $300 an hour, um, and that's just one photographer, and that doesn't include the files. That's just us showing up, shooting. 
that's just a service charge from you being there. It doesn't include any deliverables. Correct. <laughs> oh, there's an online gallery. They can, do per, you, you know, do browse. You, do you have an actual package with no deliverables? Yeah, our first package. The no deliverable package. I will show up to your wedding with a camera. I will take photos. Um, now, whether or not you'll be able to purchase said photos depends on whether or not I bring a real camera with me. I'm more there for the general ambiance on the day. Uh, you know, I'm the photographer for people who don't want photos. I'm more there so people can say, wow, they had a really great photographer. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of yes. improv classes. I've been quite good at this. <laughs> I do doctor Monday through Friday, improv speaking, just so the hospital looks like they have doctors. And then, you know, I, I do the wedding thing. You'd be surprised what you can get away with if you just come in with a confident attitude. Every now and then I do the whole priest bit on Sundays. Uh, they need a few extra people to work the confessional. Drink the wine. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Ray Donovan. I, I don't even know what that is. I know. That's why it's not fun to say those kind of things when you don't know what it is. Man. Man. So, you do have a minimum. So, what is anyways, it? Anyway, Steve, to go, go back around, what is your minimum? Because I've told you mine now. Now, show me yours. Uh, minimum I would do for an elopement if it was on a Saturday would be 1500 and that would be just me wow. and it'd be three hours. So you're 500 bucks an hour. Yeah. And that wouldn't include Did travel they get anything expenses. With that? Yeah. They'd get a digital gallery of their photos. Wow. Yeah. That's all. Because I'm worth it. Baby, yeah. I'm worth it. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Yeah, got no, nothing for you. No, I man, think you're I, worth it. I can't. I can't criticize you for that. I, I think you're worth it. I Steve. think this is the reason why these couples haven't booked me or gotten back to me, or have gone with their sister's friend or whatever. Yeah, but it's okay because I don't really want to give up a Saturday to do a shoot with somebody who doesn't want to, you know, compensate me for my time and my expertise. Yeah, makes sense. I I'd, I'd book you. I mean, what do you charge for like a just an hour long portrait session? Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Do I need to lower my prices? <laughs> if you want, if you want to make money, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I really enjoy not making any money ever. That's that's been great for me. I know. But uh, no, we, we charge between three and four hundred dollars for portrait sessions. It depends on if it's a senior or like a headshot or like what it is exactly. Like a senior is, I think, we're currently charging like four fifty for a senior. Um, and then if it's a, then we offer like hair and makeup thing on top of that that they can get hair and makeup done. But we don't really do a lot of seniors because it's not really something I love to do. Mm -hmm. and then like engagement sessions are included in our packages so that's not really something we price out i think it's like 500 bucks oh, so when you say included. 300 dollars an hour for a wedding that's including a free engagement session <laughs> no 
engagement sessions are part of our wedding packages. Oh, yes, oh well, okay. my minimum was to shoot something, and I just gave you my hourly rate. Well, the implication was minimum for a wedding or elopement. <laughs> yeah, so if somebody called me and said, hey, Dustin, I want to get eloped on Friday, and I said, cool, Jay-Z, what's your budget? Like, what are you doing? And he said, and like, Beyonce's well, handling that, duh. Duh, let me pass the phone. Hey, Beyonce, like, what's your budget for this? And they're like, uh, it's going to be like super intimate, like no guests, just us at the park doing our thing. You <laughs> know what I mean? Not even bringing our kids. Not even bringing our kids. Just like vow renewal yeah. level stuff. D. We're already, we're already and, married. So and I'm like, cool. It's like 300 bucks an hour. And if you want to buy a USB of the files, you're welcome to do that. Uh, it's a million bucks for you. But <laughs> any other client would be, I don't know, $25. For you guys, it's a million bucks. million dollars. Or I sell the rights to the most beautiful tabloid. TMZ. Too much Zorro? Too much Zorro. <laughs> Our favorite tabloid. <laughs> Uh, Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A with me? Questions and answers me, Stevie. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Louise Malcolm from our very own Facebook group says, not entirely sure if this is allowed or not. Mm. Is this allowed or not, Dustin? <laughs> I got to stop there. She says she'll take her chances. Roll the dice, Dustin. Got some dice right here. Ooh, that was an eight. It's only an eight-sided die, though, so that's pretty good, huh? Louise says, I'm, I guess I'm just going with it since you're oddly silent and not saying anything. I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> or why it would be allowed, for that matter. I can't understand why it exists. <laughs> I'm trying to ponder the reason for this existence. I'm so sorry, Luis. I'm so sorry. Luis is planning a West Coast road trip in October, starting in Vegas, oh, up in okay. San Fran, via Yosemite, then down to LA. Can anyone point her in the direction of some off-the-beaten-track things to do and what to avoid? An overnight stay in Yosemite is on the list for sure, but she'd also like to be able to say she'd pay in cheese... I don't understand that. Do you understand that? What what the hell is this cheese thing? But being based in Scotland, I probably can't commit to this thing, Louise. Maybe, maybe cheddar, as in like you're paying. I don't, I don't know. know, man. I only accept payment in Gouda. I guess so. What I was confused about is what podcast are you <laughs> listening to, Louise? Other than our podcast. I guess I was confused or why she wasn't planning a trip through the Midwest mm -hmm. coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, in order to see Stephen and I. I see, and that's why I thought maybe she thought maybe, you know, this question perhaps wasn't allowed because a trip out West does nothing for Stephen and I. It doesn't stroke our egos. It doesn't say that you want to come see the great greenness and all these beautiful fall colors we're having right now. You know, possibly be close to the blueness of, you know, the Kentucky, but you don't want to go to Kentucky, so. The bluegrass. Right. I'm just disappointed, really. 
What is there to see in Yosemite? So a bear doesn't you you you've you've been out to the West Coast quite a few times for shoots. Uh, what what would you say as much as you to Louise? What what should she plan to do on the West Coast? I mean, I went to a couple parks when I was there. I was like, that's a rock. That's a boulder. Yeah. I just you know Getty's kind of cool. Louise doesn't are incredibly unfit to answer any question about the West Coast, and I don't know why we included this in the show Shut notes. Shut your mouth, Stephen um, Van Elf. We'd be almost as well off answering questions about Scotland. Louise, I wanted to let you know that Stephen and I are going to be offering West Coast travel, personal travel trips coming up in 2020. Um you can find more information out on uh, Stephen Dustin Save the World I don't even know why um, you're going to California if you live in Scotland. It's basically the same place. Both places have rocks, dirt, ocean, sky. These things exist in both places. Louise, get away from California. Where you want to go? You know where you want to go? You want to come to. The great state of Indiana. Um, you go to Marengo Cave, you know, down south. Now you don't have mm. sky. You've taken sky away. This is a completely new experience. <laughs> you know, you, you also don't have light unless you bring it with you. You come to Fort Wayne, you take mountains and hills away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about that, Luis. <laughs> All that rolling goodness gone yeah. Yeah. And, and you know there's just there's so much that we don't have here it's almost like a vacation for your eyes when you come to indiana <laughs> in fact you should try to plan a styled shoot just to remind you why it's so great to live in scotland <laughs> in indiana you mean because when you live mm -hmm. in indiana like you go to michigan you go to illinois you go to ohio you go to kentucky it's like there are things that are interesting there to look at and experience. And so every day for mm -hmm. you is like a treat. You know, you're two hours away from a, a beautiful treat every single day if you just go to a different state. California, you don't have that. It's treats all the time everywhere you are. Scotland, treats all the time everywhere you are. Visual treats, visual delights. <sighs> Speaking of Scotland, though. Speaking of Scotland. James Kelly... <laughs> from our very own Facebook group ask the following. Do you plan how long you want to be a wedding photographer for? Is this a career you hope to do until you retire, die? Or do you only plan to do it for a set amount of time? I assume, James, you're asking this because you have no podcast of your own with listeners in which you can ask this to. So you must turn to us. Stephen Dustin of the Wedding Photo Hangover. James, James, James. Uh, I'm not planning to do this until I die. I'm planning to do this till it kills me. Because <laughs> Steve is already dead. Oh, I died inside a long time ago. This body, oh, these limbs, mercy. they're being moved around by necromantic black magic. But from Scarlet one day Lane that'll Brewery. give out. Yeah. You think this is blood pumping through these veins? <laughs> this is this is Eric Bloodaxe pumping through this these is veins. Eric's blood from his axe. Yeah, yeah. Eric Bloodaxe. It's not a beer. It's a, it's a man <laughs> kills people with an axe <laughs> and lets me drink the blood. 
Yes. So I guess in that oh, regard, gee. it is blood pumping through these veins. It's just not mine, which mm. is important. But let's get real, because mm-hmm. I am curious about this question, something that's been on my mind once I hit my 30s. Um, You're already in your 30s. Shit, stop reminding me. Oh my me. gosh. Uh, Did you just die inside when I said that? <laughs> Do you and Jennifer have an exit strategy? Working on an exit strategy Is every single day. We can't get to... out of this fast enough. <laughs> uh, I got to say, the point I'm at right now, I love, I really love shooting weddings. Um, it's been really great the past like two years. If I could do it until I died, that wouldn't be bad. I think I would enjoy that. Um, do I think that's feasible? No, no, I don't. Every year I get a little <laughs> bit older and I lose a little bit more of my connection with my brides and my grooms. And every year I'm like fighting with other photographers who are still in it for those older brides and grooms, you know? You just got to get those old mm-hmm. people. Old people, they want to be surrounded by old people because, you know, it when when you're... When you're 33 and you hire a photographer like me that's 35, like you can see death when you look at your photographer <laughs> and it makes you feel alive. Um, and, you know, that's like a good feel because like, oh, my gosh, I'm only two mm. years younger than this guy and oh, there's so much more life inside me than him. But like when you when you see somebody who's like 55 so more chicken wings and you're 21, like 55 and 21, it's like. I don't even see death anymore. What I see is the bleakness of non-existence. These photos don't matter. We'll all pass away someday. And these photos on these digital hard drives will turn into nothingness. They'll, they'll, they'll become dust. That's, that's, that, that's what happens with an age gap. Like, you know, when, once you're in your fifties. So I don't know that I can do this forever. You know, I'm in my prime right now when people just look mm-hmm. at me and think, Oh my gosh, I'm glad I don't look as bad as him. I'm not going to have that yeah, much longer. I, see the, in the, the odd part is Steven and I will feel so much older, so much faster when people make, because we are of the age of exponential technological growth. So like things that like, you know, our children and even like several generations younger than our, or excuse me, older than our children, they won't have known those things like Stephen and I did. So like, for example, I was shooting for a school this week, shooting some video and one of the students or one of the faculty members, uh, showed one of the students an iPad or a, um, gosh, I'm not even going to be, get through this story, showed them a Palm pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the students said, excuse me, w- what's a Palm Pilot? And because uh, the teacher still used it for a calculator. And wow. uh, I just felt like they should just put that teacher out to pasture right there. You know, so I, was like, I had a similar in my mind, experience. I was like, I'm pretty sure the president still has to use a Palm Pilot phone. <laughs> well, maybe not Trump. You can't get on Twitter with that. Obama was using a Blackberry or a Palm Pilot He switched Pilot to an or iPhone at the end. They they had to relax government regulations because uh, smartphones were everywhere, and it was like, how can you do your job without one? Um, you know, got to have that Twitter. This does remind me the the last time I did see you, I was like, hey Dustin, hop in the car. I got some badass eight tracks I want to play for you, and you were like, mm. what is an eight track? Why do you have eight tracks? Yeah, you were like, 
is there a Hot Wheels set in here somewhere with eight tracks? Don't see. <laughs> I I recall a day where CDs could hold 12 songs. And an MP3 CD could hold 500. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's yeah. it's a crazy life and uh I you know doesn't I got to ask. I just got to ask. When you look at me, ask it. When you look at me, mm-hmm. are you just like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's death." <laughs> like like my <laughs> brides and grooms feel. <laughs> That's why I brought you to Africa with me, Steve. Because it's like, well, if he goes, he's already kind of gone. You know what I mean? Like, if if we see any flora or fauna that could be dangerous, they'll go for the weak, Mm -hmm. the weak and elderly one. (laughs) And we got there, and we asked about the flora and fauna, and they were like, "Yeah, no. the The only thing you might know of in Sierra Leone is a hippopotamus." We don't have lions. We don't have hyenas. We don't have cheetahs. We don't have giraffes. We don't have elephants. We don't have rhinoceros. And it's like all the stuff you think of when you think like the cool stuff in Africa, it's not in Sierra Leone, except for uh, what, the right. little gazelles and antelopes or whatever. Those are those are there. Those are cool. Those were tasty. Um, <laughs> hedgehogs were also tasty. <laughs> hedgehog. Yeah, that's what we ate a lot of. Um, yeah, this is something I think about as far as um, James's question, getting back to the points here. Um, that's, you know, why I do, I'm diversifying more into what I'm doing, doing the real estate photography, doing more on the video side of things, doing more of the real estate investment as far as getting rental properties, um, start diversifying my portfolio, acting like an adult, uh, because, you know... I love the idea, like Steve, to shoot as many weddings as I can for the rest of the time my body will allow me to do it, or my wife, whatever comes first. Um, but, you know... Your body will come like, first. Like in the interview with Bureau and Gary, where we talked about, you know, when your children are like, miss, you know, feel like you're missing things, that's not something I really... I'm a fan of. I don't want to be at a point where I feel like oh, I can't go to that performance because I have to do an engagement session or I can't go to that soccer game because I have a wedding. Um, so when my kids get to that age, I want to have a little bit more flexibility as to how my schedule goes. And I know there's a lot of people out there, especially the younger generation that'll say like, Oh my God, you're a wedding photographer. That's as flexible as your schedule gets. And I'd say, like, not many careers out there are you booking parts of your life away years to year and a half in advance. So, Dustin and I would like to take this moment just to announce that we're shutting down the wedding photo hangover. <laughs> we're going to start a new podcast called the Diversifying Your Portfolio Hangover. <laughs> there you go. Spinoff podcast. Yeah. You know, we, we got to think about the future, so... Wedding photography podcasting is not something we can do forever. It's so hard on my body to sit in this chair and talk to you. <laughs> mm, you got to buy a more comfortable chair. Look at this gaming chair. Look at this gaming you chair. You have to say you. words into the mic. You're just like well, I, on the I other side of the room. To show you the I can't hear you and, and neither did it will again. our listeners be able to. Oh my gosh. You're a sick human being. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. You just farted. I got it. Yeah. I can't hear it, though, because your butt's so far away from the mic. Next question. We didn't really answer James' question. We did. Hopefully somebody has a better answer. You're going to die, James. Get out of this. (laughs) James, you just need to start looking for those damn leprechauns, find their gold, 
and start saving it. There's your retirement. <laughs> Easy. We don't have that luxury here in the States. We don't have leprechauns like you guys yeah. have. We also don't have uh, potatoes. We don't have Belfast. Um, what, what other things don't we have here in the States that they have in Scotland? <laughs> Uh, we yep. have snakes here. I know you don't have those in Scotland. <laughs> uh, we know who St. Patrick is, but St. Patrick didn't come to our our country like he did to Scotland. Anything else we want to talk about that's specific to Scotland, Dustin? Okay, okay, I get it. Do you? Do you? Oh, they're Ireland, Scotland, it's all the same. Lord of the Rings wasn't filmed here like it was in Scotland. <laughs> Nobody oh. here says good day, mate, like they do in Scotland. Speaking of good day, mate, Lillian from, wow, our very own Facebook group asked, how much do you charge for a destination wedding? If my biggest package is $4,500 and they would like a destination wedding seven hours far in a car, how much extra do you think I would charge? We're two photographers, by the way. Lillian, you got to ask yourself, how extra are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? You know what I'm saying? What, what kind of car oh, no. are you renting to go there? You can't take your car, Lillian. You got to rent a Tesla. You know what I'm saying? No, no, scratch that. Tesla's not enough. You're too extra for that, Lillian. You got you to gotta rent an Aston Martin, you know? You, you want to get there in style. Dustin, name a more expensive car for her to rent. Quick, go. Well, when you're talking about renting a car, Steve, you're making me sad because I rented a really nice car to come see you <laughs> a week or two ago, and then you made me cancel my reservation. And therefore, I didn't get to drive my really nice car that I rented. So now I'm a little bitter about this question. Uh, but Lillian, if we really <laughs> want to get serious for a second and we really want to dive deep into your question that you ask in our very own Facebook group. Lillian, you want to rent a car that comes with a windbreaker. <laughs> Lillian, you want to rent a so car Lillian, that's so extra it comes with its own wardrobe and you want to charge all of that to your client. But Lillian, I think if we're gonna get if we're gonna get serious, Stephen, if we're really gonna dive into Lillian's question, I think we need to address the fact that Lillian ended her question with the fact that she was reaching out to us, Stephen, to let us know that she is secretly two people. I think I think that in itself is something we need to address. Mental health, as you addressed earlier in this podcast episode, mm -hmm. is something that Lillian might need to get checked out. You know, maybe the fact that she thinks she's two people in one person and the fact that she thinks she needs to charge extra for that, something, Steve, do you have any, you know, comments, thoughts, emotions? I know you sometimes think you're a van and an elk. No, Lillian, you do you. Go for it. If you can charge twice, if you can charge twice as much for yourself, do it. <laughs> I don't see why that's a question, Dustin. It's more of an answer, Stephen. Lillian, now what we want to know is uh, you're driving seven hours. You asked about like driving distance. What you didn't ask about was like hotels. What hotels are you going to stay at? Because might I suggest don't get a hotel. 
Airbnb the most gigantic mansion you can find in town. If it doesn't cost more than $5,000 a night, it's not worth renting. Mm-hmm. And that, you pass that straight along to your client, you know? Uh, we have a strict uh, hotel clause in our contract that states if where we're staying doesn't have a pool or a hot tub, that we can't shoot their wedding or the client has to provide such aquatic activities for us. So in your contract, it says if the hotel doesn't have a filth pool or a warm filth pool, I can't it stay was. with you. If If you don't have... A giant vat of polio in a warm vat of polio. I can't stay mm-hmm. at, at that place. That's what Correct. your thing says. Lillian, obviously throw out all of the advice Dustin is giving you. It is terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go into a polio vat of of liquid uh what you want to do is you want to stay at a place are you an anti-hotel pool person you want to stay at a place with a sauna you want to take the polio vapors liquefy them and get them in the air so you can breathe them in vape them even (laughs) vape them i didn't know this steve are you an anti-hotel pool guy no not at all (laughs) you have one kid and all of a sudden no matter what you were before in your life you become a pool person at hotels you know a quicker way to wear a kid out (laughs) there isn't one you throw that kid in the pool and you say learn to swim and then you close your eyes (laughs) no don't do that jeez now what i've learned to do is at bedtime you take each of their blankies respectively Mm -hmm. you tie it around the other and then you watch them try to struggle to get out and at the same time get their blanket off of the other one. Mm. Works like works amazing. Yeah. There's some tears, a lot of screaming. Um, yeah. And then the kids get out and they're able to calm you down. <laughs> they end up passing out in their own blankets. It's magic. Yeah. So Lillian, I got to say though, uh, the stuff Dustin and I have been talking about, hotels, cars, all that. What, what photographers aren't telling you, and this is important because seasoned photographers they're keeping mm-hmm. the secrets of their craft to themselves they don't want to share these things they're like a scottish leprechaun Not here. with its gold you know and uh we don't we don't want to do that lillian so we we want to bring you that good good news um what is industry standard is to just ask your client to forward their credit card information to you. If they can actually just mail you Mm -hmm. a physical copy of the credit card, that works best. And then uh, you can use their credit card to book your Airbnb stay, your yacht, uh, your first class flight to Scotland and back. Uh, So you can, you know, do a leprechaun hunt to try to get some good luck for your clients on their wedding day. These are all important things that Dustin and I do for every single destination wedding we're shooting all with the credit card of our clients who we are shooting for. Mm -hmm. And that's just industry standard. So if the client pushes back on you at all, you just say, I'm sorry, this is the way it works. And they'll respect that. This is the industry standard. Yeah. Maybe not the wedding photography industry standard, but, a industry standard for say high-end escort services or something like that but um which is what really, Dustin uh, and i really know. do <laughs> yes we're very high-end escorts only for annie leave <laughs> 
And only in the nude. Uh, Lillian, but for real, uh, you're you're driving in a car. You pointed out it was seven hours away. Uh, you want to charge for mileage anytime you're driving. What is that, like 50 cents a mile or something like that? And then, uh, cents a then mile. you're also going to want to charge for your hotel stay and a per diem for um, food, drink, beverages for the time that you're there. And then uh, you also want to include um, podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah. So you can fly me and Dustin out. Because you're, you're, well, you're going to need to listen to podcast while you're on your trip. Yeah. So, and what better than having two people with you to make the podcast? Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm going to put it better myself, Dustin. I feel like, yeah, we uh, we knocked that one out of the park for Lillian. Just a real slam yeah. dunk. So I think that's going to do it for us this week here on the wedding. Oh, shoot. On the diversifying your financial portfolio <laughs> hangover <laughs> podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. That's a five-star review for diversifying your creative portfolio <laughs> financial podcast with Dustin and Steve. Um, you can find us there or anywhere else. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Diversify Futures or on Twitter at Diversify Future dot com uh dustin <laughs> i don't even know where i'm going with this anymore yes, dustin's on instagram at dustin You're on a runaway train <laughs> underscore mckibben diversification and steven is that diversification van elk if you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners join the wedding hangover facebook group ah uh, shit the diversify your portfolio facebook group but if you really want to warm our hearts Head on over mm -hmm, to Steve and Dustin Save the because no matter what crazy thing we change the name of the podcast to, we're not changing the Patreon. <laughs> and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. Shit, that's still wrong. You can sign up to support us for as little as a dollar a month. At a dollar a month, you're going to get awesome outtakes from our guest episodes. And uh, <sighs> if you bump it up to $5 a month, you're going to get awesome outtakes from our guest episodes. And you're also going to get. That good, good Stephen doesn't save the world <gasps> podcast if, where we do more wow. Facebook questions. More and more. It just never stops. It's the, <laughs> it's, and it's the really good questions, right, Steve? It's like the creme de la crop of it's questions. It's the really crappy questions. The, the um, questions I'd be embarrassed to say out loud on a public podcast like this one. It's... You say crappy, I say... Crappy. You know, like some people don't like certain cheeses because mm. they're like, mm, that's a, that must be like a really crappy cheese. Whereas some you know, people... You could probably pay people in cheese might in be Scotland. Like, Ooh, this is fantasimo. Yeah. All sounds good. Yeah. That's yeah. that's like mm -hmm. our, our super secret podcast. Yeah, so... Uh <laughs> That was a weird aside for no damn reason. It's extremely helpful to us when you sign up to support us on Patreon into the making of this podcast. This podcast takes a lot of my time and a little bit of Dustin's too. So every little mm. bit helps. Everything's a pie graph. <laughs> Everything's a pie graph. <laughs> we all have pieces. It's, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get through this. We'll be here for you. Next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding.
wedding or real estate yeah. shoot or doesn't commercial video we've gone or... so long can we can we close this thing out can we close this thing out we can let me close this Why, steve steve doesn't is there anything you is there anything you want to tell the, the listeners what? about like maybe uh bonus better tiers of our patreon no i wanted to ask you if we were able if we if you were able to help tonight i saw we're not talking about that on the podcast because i don't know if he's cool with that i didn't ask him so you and your privacy laws yeah well think about something else (laughs) let's try that again (laughs) dustin we rolled out some awesome new tiers on the patreon do you want to talk about that or for the fifth time in a row do you want to get me off track and just start talking about some other random thing? Oh, wow. That's that's a really tempting proposition. Um, before I get into our Patreon um, <laughs> goodness, um, I wanted to share a funny funny little thing that happened this mm, week. Share it. That I thought only you, as soon as this happened, I, want, I was almost going to pick up my phone and call because I wish you had been there. Um, so we're shooting these videos for um, the school that I work with. And do you remember? Do you remember that little boy we interviewed last year? Steven, oh Steven, come back to me. This is so funny. Do you remember, oh my gosh, do you it's so funny, and boy? I am the only person who understands it. I'm so glad you shared no, no, this no, with no. me. I'm getting there. Oh I'm, my! Give gosh. me a minute. Gosh, I'm. Dying Steve. over here. The joke wasn't that you you shot the school again and didn't hire me this time. <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted good audio this time around. Do you remember the little oh, boy? No, that... I don't. Okay, then the joke won't make okay. sense. Okay, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we did that. Okay, no, I'm gonna tell it anyways because I don't care. Oh, this is for me now, life. not for you. Half my life. Uh, so the the teacher has all, this is like probably, uh, I don't know, third grade class, second grade class, something like that. She has all of these, you know, like sentences up on the board that, you know, and the kids have to go up and point out if it's a noun, adjective, whatever. And so the, the sentence reads, the flash, or the, the flash went zoom or something like that. Oh, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And the little boy goes up and she says... She says, tell me which one's the adjective. And he said, well, Zoom, but technically Zoom's also a noun because he was the villain in season two of The Flash. (laughs) And the whole time I'm like, I don't know if I'm more nerdy because I know that as well. (sighs) See, you smiled. You might not have laughed, but you smiled. I'll take validation in that. I hate my life. I hate my life so much. I hate this friendship. Because you also watch the Flash. I just can't you. <laughs> oh. we, are, we are ruling out some new tiers on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who's interested, um, there's basically the highest level is uh, if somebody wants to sponsor the podcast, Dustin and I are, am I allowed to say this? We're, we're talking with a few companies and um well we're only talking with one company we actually a few companies are courting us courting us if you know what i mean (laughs) well i already turned down a few of the companies like the raw photo compression Mm. company we've already turned them down dustin (laughs) they're gone uh but we've been in talks with a few different companies about possibly sponsoring the podcast and dustin and i were thinking about it and we said hey maybe before we just open it up to randos who don't listen to the podcast, maybe it'd be better to open it up at a lower price to people who actually listen to the podcast. 
Um, so for, it's going to sound like a lot of money, but for a hundred dollars a month, um, you can sign up on Patreon to support us and we'll do ad reads for your workshop, uh, once a month. And we'll thank you at the end of every single episode of the show. Um, so if you have like a workshop or an educational thing that you want to support and you feel like this is a good place to, to, to promote it that you want to promote, not support, um, then we would love to have you on. Um, and we kind of know that this is probably a stretch for most people who listen to the podcast. So don't feel bad if nobody wants to do this, but we just thought it would be good to open something like that up to our listeners before we just get in bed with a bunch of random strangers, a music bed. <laughs> it just sounds like, you know, a typical Sunday for An Steve. audio bed. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Could be filled with honey. They might have Could books. Be. Yeah. So. Uh, Could have a lot of hats. <laughs> perhaps 17 of them. We don't know. These are things we don't know. There's, they could like squares in spaces. There's also some also other things. tiers we're opening up with some other various rewards. Um, if you guys are interested in any of that kind of stuff, it's all on the Patreon and you can check it out. And I don't, uh, man, it's been like three minutes of me ad edifying our podcast with stupid Patreon stuff and I hate it. So let's do something else. So let's much. do something else. Let's talk about Arby's. Can I just say. Mozzarella sticks. So I was at a drive through today. I guess it was an Arby's. Yay! I cut all that other stuff out because we went on an eight-minute tangent. Gosh. Um, yeah. So, Dustin, have you ever gone up to the drive through window and you get to the point where you got to pay mm -hmm. and you realize mm -hmm. my wallet is in my back pocket? Mm -hmm. And so now you have to, like, basically dig in your butt for your wallet in front of somebody okay. who's, like, sat there staring right at you usually with their hand out because they're waiting for money or a credit card and they're just like watching you dig in your butt yeah okay so where are you going with this steve are you assuming that this isn't something they don't see on a regular basis no that's where i'm going i'm i'm i'm, I'm pointing out i'm pointing out the absurdity of this why don't we all just take our wallets out when we get in our car put it right in the uh, center console maybe up on the dash you know somewhere where it's easily accessible especially if we I know do. we're going to a place like this i do you do, do i that. never do i'm always that weirdo who's like i don't carry oh, a wallet let me, let me get on one butt cheek right now and dig my wallet out of the other butt cheek uh i don't carry a wallet on me oh my gosh I, what is this world we've come to i lost my wallet i was one of those complete morons who was pumping gas and had my hands full and so i i sat my wallet on top of my car did you not have pants well, with pockets did you not have pants with pockets nope no pants with pockets and you know did my credit card in the gas pump put the credit card, you know, in my hand. Uh, then I received a phone call, which is why my hands are full. So I was on the phone doing the gas pump. So phone in one hand, credit card in the other, wallet on top of car, and then pulled away from the gas pump with my wallet on top of my car. I guess in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather be a butt digger than a wallet loser. So I guess that all works out. Exactly. In the end. Dustin, we need to call this one quits. It's been a long time. Steven, I've never been a quitter. I am quitting you. Steve, don't break I, up with me. I'm, I just can quit you. I just can. Steve. 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 Guys, we have lost Steven Van Elk. If anyone sees him, 
Just shake an Eric blood axe, and he will he'll come to you. He'll come running. He'll he'll come running. Oh, there he is. See? All I had to do. That's all I had to do. Shake. I heard Eric blood axe. Damn it. You got me again. <laughs> wow. It's magic. Good runs through night, his, Dustin. Runs through his veins. Good night, Dustin. <laughs> Shut the hell up and go Good to night. sleep. Bye. Bye. My question, you so hard. Okay. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.